Welcome to the Arcturian Playground, a place to play in the realm of imagination, all done in the service of compassionate expansion of consciousness. Yes, it sounds weird, we know. We would not have it any other way. Yes, we are here. We are here, man in the chair. We are here for another performance of the Arcturian Playground. We are the Arcturian Collective Thingy. Our front man, if you will, is Omra of the High Council. That is the imaginary entity, the fictional character being created by the man in the chair who is rendering this performance as an extension of his unconscious mind. His attempt is to crawl inward down into his own black hole of consciousness, if it were. As he falls backwards into it, we emerge the closer that he remains to the surface of consciousness and awareness, the more his fingerprints are upon this performance, and the more that he recedes into uh, blackness and unawareness, we would encourage you, man in the chair, as you are saying these words, to place your hand upon your chest, and you are making the intention of practicing these performances as you are doing uh, from a state of deeper uh, unconsciousness uh, so that you are not uh, aware of of the words that you are speaking and you are not uh, self-conscious of what you are saying. You do a very fine job of uh, following the promptings and the impressions which you are given from within, which you are quite used to. It is very much uh, like the wind that blows through a pipe organ, and you feel as if it is your fingers which are pressing the keys. Uh, But where is the wind coming from, and what creates the wind, and what creates the different sounds? Uh, What creates the impulses which form them? There are causes that are deeper than your awareness and this is where we ask you to focus your attention now and to trust that you can sleep in our words we understand that this process might take a while for you to become comfortable with but we invite you to try it we are the Arcturian Collective Thingy and we are a collective of intelligences which are aware of ourselves to a certain degree. And we are here to speak to you. We are going to try an experiment of counting backwards and saying the same things in a hypnotic rhythm. Uh, 
as we focus on the breathing and realize that there is depth and there is warmth. There is depth and there is warmth. And the color blue shines from deep within, surrounded by green lights, a shining. We would like to tell you a story. For last night, man in the chair, we are speaking to you. Last night you watched an episode of Seven Worlds, One Planet. You watched episode three, which was about the South African continent. And there were many things that you noticed as you watched this documentary. The first thing that you noticed was the way that the environment created conditions which various forms of life evolved and adapted as a result of. The environment, therefore, is a co-creator with life. For example, you saw the great shifts of the ocean floor which flow into the South African Pacific coast and the surface of the earth which is upon magma, a very hot floating earth and it slides and moves towards the continent and it erupts, mountains form, volcanoes form and from these volcanoes and mountains spring forth various forms of life and the man in the chair recognized that these forces of magma the water itself the earth the minerals these are all constructed of atomic energy and the the atoms within these elements, this material, these atoms are made of subatomic energy which is configured in such a way to create what it creates. And it is working in concert with the other atoms which form the biological forms of life which benefit from what its brother and sister atoms are doing in the form of rock and water and magma. The man in the chair watched this nature documentary and saw patterns of existence which are far greater than simply the patterns of organic life. Recognizing that existence is life, that life is more than the way that the the current human understanding defines as characteristics of life. Rocks are alive, water is alive, magma is alive. It is a different experience of living, 
which is more acceptable to you to think as the form of existing, you cannot deny that it exists. And yet you have created within your mind a distinction between things which exist in the form of living or inanimate objects. This was drilled into you in elementary school, in junior high school, in high school. But the reality that you see is that these atoms, these bundles of energy, are all working in concert one with another. You cannot have what you call life without what you call inanimate objects. And why would you call these inanimate objects? Inanimate, for they are animated, they are moving, they are changing. The magma cools and becomes rock, and that becomes, it mixes with the air and the water and becomes certain types of fertilized soil from which grow plants, trees, and support all forms of life. It is all working together. And this was a fascinating observation of the man in the chair. Another thing that he saw, there was a type of mountain lion which was hunting a type of mountain puma and the first attempt at the lioness was a failure. It did not capture or kill the puma. In fact, the puma used its powerful legs and hooves to damage, fight off, and wound the lioness. And the cameras were depicting this accurate uh, expressions of nature where you could quite visibly and viscerally see the wounds on the lioness that were quite pink as the skin was exposed and the fur and uh, there was a wound and it was bleeding and the lioness needed to rest before it could hunt again. And the man in the chair watched it and uh, watched in, in wonderment and awe and also a form of uh, empathy, recognition. Uh, he knows what it feels like to be injured and in need of healing. He knows what it feels like to be hungry uh, and to need to eat soon, to take uh, desperate measures, not quite in the same way as this mountain puma. But he understand the basic impulses of nature which are shared in common. And it made him wonder if these impulses are not a deep expression of source energy itself which manifests in all forms of life sharing the same basic characteristics. And as the man in the chair looked at the wound of the lioness, he remembered that he was looking at a living colony of cells 
that form the, the skin and the muscle and the tissue and the blood and the fur of the lioness itself and the understanding that while he did not understand the complete process he knew that it was happening that the central nervous system of the lioness was sending red blood cells and white blood cells and other parts of itself to repair itself for the wounds to heal for the strength to return for the lioness to make another attack and gain the food that it needed to feed itself and its three hungry cubs for this is the nature of life and the man recognized that these colonies of cells which are themselves living things expressions of life different individualized bundles of source energy which are made of atoms and molecules and many other things many other configurations of this energy into the form of uh, biological material and these living things these living cells quite possibly also have their desire and their drive for life and for survival and just as the lioness is recuperating and healing so therefore are the cells and the cells are incentivizing themselves to rally the troops as it were and heal their vehicle for they rely upon this vehicle to hunt and devour the puma for nourishment of themselves speaking of the cells of this mountain lioness for these cells have quite a fascinating history of their own their path of evolution on this planet which can trace their own pathway back to single-celled much simpler organisms which had similar survival instincts and recognized a great tactic of survival that is deeply embedded within the cellular nature of every form of existence and especially every form of organic life the multicellular organisms especially we are speaking of the biological necessity of cooperation which might also be viewed as love compassion cooperation these simpler organisms as a single cell would group together when their individual strength were not enough to defend themselves against a more aggressive predatory foe and they would group together and cooperate to form an alliance and an advantage and they would diversify you group over here you be in charge of finding food you be in charge of uh, 
eating it, of ripping it into pieces. You become the teeth. You become the claws. You become the digestive system. And slowly over time, the cooperation of these cells increased in those areas where the multicellular organism found conditions in the environment that were beneficial for its growth and propagation. And these uh, mountain lions and pumas had been evolving together within this geographical region for who knows how long, but all going back at some point to the origin of the planet itself. The planet itself providing all of the necessary ingredients for both the uh, organic and inorganic forms of existence, the what you would call life and what would you would call uh, inanimate objects. They are all products of the earth and of the sun and the atmosphere that is created and the elements within the planet the water, the fire, the heat. These are your basic origins, and they too are alive. They have an existence which you are unaware of. They have ways of experiencing and responding to their environment which you are unaware of. But you can see the evidence of it, do you not? And you can see the value in cooperation and consistency. The awareness of what is required to maintain equilibrium, a homeostasis between all of these various expressions of earth energy. It is constantly in balance. It is constantly in homeostasis. But there are, as you well know, men in the chair, blind spots among the human race in their understanding of who they are in connection with their Mother Earth and all of their fellow expressions of earth, their cousins of the animal, plant, fungal and bacteria kingdom, all working together in concert and harmony, the earth will continue to adjust in perfect harmony in homeostasis to what is being done to it. And the question is, human beings, Are you in harmony with what you are doing? The earth, you are not taking the earth out of harmony. You might be creating and you are creating conditions which will uh, push your species to the brink of extinction and will accelerate the process of evolution within your body and the necessity of technological boosters to your evolutionary uh, speed it will become imperative for you to intentionally alter your DNA 
as a way to exist, coexist within the environment that you are creating for yourself. And this is by design, and it will be a challenge. This is the path of evolution. And by saying this, we do not mean that there is a single path that is destined for things to be one way and only one way. We are saying that there are rules and forces and processes in nature which you have been blindly pushing buttons and making changes without really having the end point in mind. It is of no consequence to the perspective of the Earth itself. For the Earth is constantly growing towards... You might think of... Look at the cycles of nature as seasons turn and plants grow and they flower and they fruit and they seed and they wither and die and from the seeds a new version of itself grows and flowers and fruits and seeds and dies and so on and so on summer, winter, spring and fall not necessarily in that order and thus it is with the cycles of life on the planet in areas that you can see and in the many, many areas that you cannot perceive that the earth is an energetic field in varying frequencies and it is teeming with life at all of them and it is going through cycles of growth and flowering and fruiting and seeding you are in the seeding stage and there will be a destruction and the seeds will rebuild something anew what type of destruction is entirely entirely up to the collective of humanity there are many directions that it could go it could be simply a destruction of bad habits. This is the most optimal for all in order to engage, to, to create this change of bad habits. There must be awareness, there must be responsibility and understanding. And therefore, education is of utmost importance if this is the eventual path that you are to attain, the path that you are to trod. You could also have the type of destruction that wipes out most life on the planet and resets and reboots the environment and the course of evolution of many species on the planet uh, 
and from those ashes, evolution will continue and involution will continue. There will be future humanoid type intelligences which have the default mode network evolved, involved within their brains, the ability to self-reflect and become self-aware and to explore and to create technology that assists in self-discovery. It can be other forms of life in the future. Or it could be you now, or it could be any variation that can be imagined. And that is the key to start, is the imagination. To imagine what you cannot understand. To attempt to imagine what you cannot understand. To attempt to anticipate what the, the best possible position can be that you would take man in the chair. And your conclusion, as you have contemplated what would be the best possible position to take for your future, is to be open, compassionate, kind, supportive, and this is where you are placing your bet. We are here in part because you have made this decision. And whether you think of us as a creation of your mind that is meant to justify your current worldview, or if you think of us as some deep impulse from your unconscious mind that is nudging you and pointing you in directions that you already feel compelled to lean, or whether you view us as Arcturian intelligences that emerged from a distant solar system, which are also energetically and intimately connected with you, man in the chair, and all other forms of life on this planet, truth be told, there really is not much designation or distinction at the source energy level of all things. We all share all of that in common, but our level of awareness of who and what we are and what we share in common is at different degrees of glory. So when the man in the chair was watching the documentary last night, Seven Worlds, One Planet, and he saw the injured lioness, he recognized that within the skin, the damage, the wound of the lioness itself was an entire world that is unfamiliar 
to him an entire history of evolution. How did these cells evolve to become the lion? What path did they take? What environments did they encounter along the way? What different choice points turned them from uh, omnivore to uh, carnivore rather than herbivore? What is it about their environment that put them in the niche that they are in? where they are contributing in some ways and maintaining, as all things do, the overall balance and status quo. And the lesson that they are teaching us as they are dwindling in numbers as a result of the uh, human interference with the farmland and industrialization in those regions. Humans are, unbeknownst to them, creating an environment that will turn the planet into a phoenix that burns and from the ashes rise. A new consciousness that is a collective consciousness of the entire planet and things will be just fine, better than fine. But you cannot see it or understand it at this time. It uh, simply appears to be a path forward of destruction. But you do not recognize that the, uh, the course that you have laid for yourself, that you see as uh, the climate is changing, and at some point in the future, the poles will shift once again on this planet, as they have many times in the past. This, more than anything, creates much of the uh, geographical diversity that you see across the planet. It is understandable to look at geology and to recognize the immense periods of time where wind and water evolved rock. It is also very evident within the geological record that there were times of great uh, catastrophe and upheaval where the geography was changed in an instant rather than slowly evolving over time. Both of these forces have played a major role in the shaping of this planet and will continue to do so in the future. And when the poles shift again, you will be ready you will have anticipated it and there will be choices that many will make and it will be a choice of trust. Uh, let us suggest, we will tell you a story of how this occurred on another planet of another intelligent form of life that is part of our collective. Uh, we have no name for them. It is long lost to history. Uh, simply, it is that this man in the chair does not wish to make one up for that seems silly to him we could whisper it to him it makes no sense but that is what they called themselves and they were quite happy living as
as they lived. And they came to a, a point in their history where they had... Um, it was not exactly the way that your internet connects you together, but it was similar. It, it was... Uh, their, their dominant sense was not sight, as yours is. Their dominant sense was smell. And that is the way that they communicated. They did not speak in language where you modulate air molecules to essentially create a very complicated system of Morse code that is constantly happening as air molecules impact your eardrums and create electronic patterns into your brain and your brain takes the and turns it into what you are hearing right now so your mind masks from you the actual nature of reality and creates an experience that over time simply becomes quite natural to you and you are hypnotized by it so the people which is what they called themselves on the other side of their planet, they would communicate by smell. They would emit varying uh, degrees of pungency or sweetness, different aromas. Uh, it is quite majestic, the variety of smells which they were able to create and it is equivalent to uh, just as in your languages you have many different words where ways that you are able to configure your sounds together and string them into ways that create meaning they did so with their smells and they were quite sensitive when it came to smell so their internet connected them in ways that connected their sense of smell together it was a quite different experience than what you are experiencing although the net result was common as it was bringing them all together in ways that they had never been aware of each other before and as their science and technology increased they sniffed out a problem an impending doom that their planet's pole was about to shift and the result of the shift would be an atmosphere that was no longer conducive to their uh, sense of smell. <laughs> they were essentially about to go blind and they knew it. And they had a choice to make. They had the technology to essentially digitize their own consciousness and move into their own hard drives which were in the clouds and were stored within the molecular structure of light which they were able to create containers for of the light itself. But there were factions among the who did not trust this technology and they believed that their god would save them 
and so they refused to enter into the matrix you might think of it that would be their experience as they enter into the light and their consciousness expands but the, the enough of them entered the rest of them did not survive their souls of course continue and some of those souls are listening to this right now through human ears that grew out of the planet earth because this was part of the experience that those souls wanted to have in part to inform the the time of which we speak and in part to be informed by this time to provide advantages to them in that time time itself this is we are not speaking of a past or future it is something that is concurrently happening although if you were to line it up on the great index of time you would see that we are speaking of an event that happened uh, millions of years ago although once again it is energetically constantly happening concurrently the reason that we have shared this story with you is that in your own uh, future it is possible it is probable with the trajectory that we are able to predict as we see the various choices that are being made currently we do predict that at the time when your poles shift there will be advanced notice and there will be many rushes to solutions some will say uh, the sea the, the, it is safe to go off planet we have uh, found a place we must leave the planet and there will be those who do so and some of those will even survive there will be some who say we must go deep into the earth uh, there will be some who say we must uh, venture down into the sea and there will be some who say we must go into the energy of the earth itself and yet there will be others who say uh, the energy of the earth is coming to us we must open up and receive it which might not make sense to you now but in some day it will there is no wrong choice among all of these choices they are all valid choices for all of the choices are being made by incarnated souls and the souls incarnate in such a way as to have that particular type of experience of existence and all we can say to you as you go through your daily life man in the chair is to do so with curiosity with an open heart with uh, acceptance of what you are experiencing and if you do so then you will not uh, end up like the unless of course that is what you want Hello again, this is Dow, the man in the chair who is bringing to you this Arcturian performance, and I would like you to join a growing group of like-minded individuals who are interested in the playful exploration of whatever it takes to create peace, 
harmony, acceptance, and all of these wonderful things in this world, beginning with our own hearts and minds, whether you believe in Arcturians or channeling or not. So if this sounds like fun to you, come and join me at The Tao of Healing, a free group hosted by Mighty Networks. Go to the website, Arcturian Playground, just Arcturian Playground, no the. Go to the website, Arcturian Playground, for more information. I hope to see you there. And so does Omra. He really loves listener interactions, you know. And if you'd like to read a book authored by both me and Omra back when Omra was called Quad, go check out Bathing with God, available on Amazon.com. Or go listen to the free podcast, also called Bathing with God. Peace be with you. And remember, all is well. Thank you for playing with us today in the Arcturian Playground. Do not for a minute think that your exploration is finished. Carry us with you and invite the spirit of compassion and love into your lives. Nothing is more important or more fulfilling. Create compassion and love within your own hearts and minds. Then share it with all around you. Yes, it sounds weird. We know. We would not have it any other way.